Hello and welcome to the 13th episode of the CCGI podcast. Last week we interviewed Dr. Michelle Myers, discussed the future of the profession and her role at Northwestern Health Sciences University. We also mentioned the addition of a CCGI Facebook group for chiropractors and students to discuss recent research and best practices. This week we have the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Richard Brown, who is the Secretary General of the World Federation of Chiropractic. Before we interview Richard, Kent and I would like to discuss Research Day at the CCA National Convention. So Kent, how have you been? Not too bad. I've been uh, been working hard, been mainly looking forward to speaking with our guest, Dr. Brown, today. Fantastic. I mean, before we do, I mean, I've heard that you've been planning the Research Day for the CCA National Convention and Trade Show. Uh, it's fitting that the event is in Calgary this year. You don't have to travel too far from home. But what can you tell me about the Research Day? Well, the research day happens on uh, on Friday, April twenty seventh, and it's going to be a full day a full day event. We'll have uh, sessions that are going to involve just the researchers in the morning. Um, so there's we've got a couple of panels that we're going to do, and some open some open mic time where you know, we can just talk about a variety of issues going on in chiropractic research right now that'll hopefully be relevant to our attendees. And in the afternoon, we're going to open it up for all for everyone who's attending the convention to to what to join us. Um, the CCGI is actually going to have a going to have a panel discussion that uh, that'll be led by Dr. Boussier as, as the moderator, uh, talking talking about you know, getting getting research into into practice. So we've we've called it turning the tables, and then the the next part will be uh, the next part. We're actually going to have a variety of speakers come in and do sort of like a TED Talk style of style of talk, and we've asked them to really kind of probe their minds and and try to try to go. And, Go into something that they're really interested in, and we're we're very excited because we've got some really impressive guests who are, who are going to be joining us for that. Uh, uh, Doctor Doctor Greg Kochuk and Jan Hartvigsen are among the the people who will be doing those types of talks. So we're really hoping we can get lots of attendees out to that. Sounds like fun. Uh, well, let's move on and introduce our guest today, Doctor Richard Brown. Richard is the Secretary General of the World Federation of Chiropractic, a not-for-profit organization headquartered in Toronto, Canada. In this role, he is an international ambassador for the chiropractic profession and is responsible for developing strategy and policy at the WFC. Prior to joining the WFC, Richard held a number of leadership roles at the UK and European level. He is a UK-licensed chiropractor with a career in private practice, which spanned 25 years. As an experienced national and international lecturer, Richard has delivered presentations on professional standards and ethics, medical legal issues, and contemporary issues affecting the chiropractic profession. He represented the UK on the Technical Committee of the European Standards Body, CEN, which was responsible for producing the first ever European standard for the services of a healthcare profession. Uh, so thank you for joining us, Richard. Galen, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Um, I, I I need to uh, tell our, our listeners what we what we chatted before the podcast started, and, and I discovered that uh, you were also a part of a, a, a chiropractic band uh, not too long ago. Uh, can well, you? <laughs> this is <correct>. true. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you 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 read out some of my uh, uh, my my work history there, but. Uh, you know, if we're talking about stuff I'm really proud of, then being 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 uh, being in audible release was really uh, one of the high points of my career. And uh, this all took place in the early 2000s when I was uh, working at at, uh, at Weoc in in South Wales, 
and uh, yeah, a group of uh, a group of us lecturers got together and. We decided that we would uh, totally surprise the student body at one of their social evenings by coming on at the end of a party unannounced and reeling off five or six gigs. And uh, from there, it just uh, it just blossomed. And uh, yeah, we had we had quite a good time as rock stars for three or four years. When Audible release has to be the the best chiropractic band name that you could possibly come up with, I think. Well, we were pretty pleased with it at the time, and. and <laughs> Really are. Oh, we were down to either Audible Release or The Manipulators. And anyway, so we, we decided on, on Audible Release. And uh, uh, there was a bit of an extra because some of the gigs that we did uh, included the provision of backing singers. And, uh, and what we did was we gathered together uh, three or four of the sweetest sounding uh, final year students. And uh, anyway, they became the facets. So... Uh, uh, we were audible release and the facets on occasion. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad we were able to, to, to discover that and, and share that with, with everyone. So, so thank, thanks again for joining us. Yeah, yeah, Richard, thanks, thanks again for joining us. We really appreciate your time. Before we, we went on the air, we were discussing his, his upcoming travel, your upcoming travel plans for the WFC, and it does kind of beg the question if you're ever actually at home. What what can you tell us about your role with the WFC? Uh, well, it's uh, it's you talk about being at home. My my home, of course, is is in the United Kingdom, which is where I'm from originally. So uh, one of the big moves that I had to make in uh, taking on the role of Secretary General at the WFC was was relocating partly to uh, Toronto. So I maintain uh, uh, an apartment here in in the city. Um, and then I go back as often as possible to the UK and where I can I can base myself as a European office. Um, but the role is really diverse. And as Galen said in his introduction, um, I really have to wear a number of hats within the WFC. Um, first off, I need to run the, the secretariat, which is based here. We have an office uh, here at Eglinton in, uh, in uh, uptown Toronto. Uh, and so we, we run a small team of of. Uh, uh, of people from, from the office here. Um, and so in terms of running that, it means the organizational elements of the WFC, things like the governance and running meetings and organizing meetings, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but away from the office, there is a range of, of hats that I have to wear. And, and one of those is that, you know, I'm, I, I am one of the ambassadors for the profession globally. I have to be a diplomat. I have to be a politician. I have to be a, be a mediator at times. Uh, I work as a liaison uh, in in uh, in certain circumstances. I'm the the lead representative for the World Health Organization, which is uh, one of the most important things that the WFC does. Um, and I'm also on the committees of our Public Health Committee and our, our Disability and Rehab Committee. Um, and finally, I, I liaise with our educational partners and our corporate partners who support us so magnificently in helping facilitate the work that we do here at the WFC. Wow, that's uh, that's a lot to keep you occupied during the day. Um, working on an international on an international front in the way that you do, what what do you see as, as being some of the biggest challenges for the profession these days? Well, that's a that's a really good question. Um, just to familiarize your listeners, the WFC has over 90 member associations uh, in the organization. So our members are not individual chiropractors, but national associations of chiropractors. So our um, member for Canada is, of course, the CCA, 
Um, and we have, as I say, over 90 countries uh, in total. And they're spread around uh, seven world regions. So we have Africa, Asia, Eastern Mediterranean, Europe, uh, Latin America, North America, and the Pacific region. So one of the biggest challenges uh, that we face as an organization is dealing with some organizations who have everything in terms of resources and staffing and expertise and numbers of members and all those sorts of things. And you know they would have done extremely well in developing the profession of chiropractic in their particular jurisdiction. Um, and, uh, and then we have countries who have you know, barely uh, a handful of members. And uh, uh, just an interesting story is that uh, one of our most recent joining members uh, is Zambia. And Zambia, is, of course, is in southern Africa. Uh, and when Zambia applied for membership, their president assured me that he, they were expecting to double the size of their association within 12 months, which I thought was quite a bold claim at the time. And when I was in Washington last year, he proudly came up to me and told me that, as promised, he had doubled the size of his association in Zambia. Um, and I said, well, how did you manage that so quickly? And he said, well, I, I took on an associate. So that really, <laughs> that really gives, gives some indication of the, you know, the real struggles that some of these pioneer chiropractors have in their nations. Um, and whether that, that struggle is due to the lack of numbers or the lack of recognition or hostility uh, from other health professions uh, or discrimination in the way that they practice, uh, we still have countries in the world where chiropractic uh, is technically illegal and where chiropractors run the risk of being uh, arrested uh, during dawn raids and, uh, and sent to prison for practicing as a chiropractor. Yeah, that's it's it's unbelievable that still happens in this day and age. Um, how about if we if we were to flip the script and go, what do you see are some of the the real great opportunities out there right now? Well, I think one of the one of the greatest opportunities really lies in in the identity of chiropractic. And back in two thousand and three, uh, the WFC published its identity statement, and this was the the product of a huge global consultation involving all of the stakeholders from all of the parts of the profession. It involved Jerry Clum, it involved Peter Dixon from the UK, it involved Paul Carey from here in, in Canada. And um, the, the, as a consequence of a lot of consultation, the identity of chiropractors that was that we were spinal healthcare experts in the healthcare system. Now we know that low back pain is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, causes of global disability, according to the Global Burden of Disease Study. So we know that there are millions of, of patients and potential patients worldwide that can benefit from the services that chiropractors provide. And it is still the case that the, the, the spine care space has not, still really not been taken by um, any one particular profession. And that's why I think we have a huge opportunity in providing evidence-based, ethical, sustainable, collaborative spine care services. Now, as I say this, some of your listeners may be up in arms and they may be saying, well, no, we, we do much, much more than that. We do, we treat shoulders, we treat knees, we treat hips. You know, we, we may treat other conditions that, that aren't normally associated with musculoskeletal problems. And I get that. I, I, I totally, totally get that. The reality is that I think over time, the public has 
also contributed hugely to the identity of chiropractors. And if you ask 100 people in the street what it is that chiropractors are best known for, they're going to say spinal health, spine care. And uh, as I said earlier, this is a huge, huge uh, area of need. It's being poorly managed worldwide. There is still an epidemic of spinal pain. It impacts families. It impacts communities. It impacts societies. It impacts occupational health throughout the globe. Uh, so this is really um, this is this is really where we have a huge opportunity, and it's really in line with the mission of the WFC, which is a world in which everyone has uh, access to chiropractic services, so that populations can thrive and reach their full potential. And we believe there is so much potential there that chiropractors can offer um, in the marketplace in the in the world today. And and one of the things that we see too with you know, the CCGI and, and being a guideline group is the need for research to to not just be focused on one specific country or narrow population, but to make sure research actually targets uh, chiropractors and patients internationally. And and are there ways you think that our profession can promote and support? Uh, international research collaboration or ways that we can um, ensure the work we do um, affects chiropractors abroad and not just on, on a local scale? Well, yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Galen. I think that uh, one of the things that I often say is that if education is the foundation stone of the chiropractic profession, then research is its currency. And, uh, and so at our peril, can we ignore the contribution that research uh, will make to the credibility of the profession, to the effectiveness of the profession, to the way that we collaborate with other with other stakeholders? So research is of absolute paramount importance to what we do. And as you say, research takes a variety of forms. And typically what we tend to hear about when we're talking about research is obviously the gold standard of systematic reviews and randomized controlled trials. But then I think there's also a huge opportunity in developing more sort of pragmatic research as well. Um, we know that, that, that there are many, many, many thousands of individual case reports and that on their own, case reports do not constitute what we would regard as robust evidence. Of course, it's anecdotal. But I think one of the huge opportunities in the profession at the moment is in practice-based research networks. And, uh, and I know that uh, with my colleague Elizabeth Angier on the Chiropractic Research Council in the UK, uh, work is being, to, being undertaken to develop uh, a PBRN. Um, I know that, that uh, people like Andre Boussier and others are very much invested in this, this particular method. And so, you know, looking at the PBRN methodology, looking at uh, uh, the whole PROMs and PREMs, um, I think there is huge opportunity for international collaboration in really gathering data around uh, the effectiveness and outcomes of chiropractic, not just from the purpose of, of, of sort of strict labo laboratory me uh, measurements, but also from the feedback that the patients themselves are giving uh, as, part of, uh, um, as, as part of investigations. And I would imagine, too, ensuring that uh, PBRNs conducted in Canada communicate with those that are being conducted in Europe or the UK so that we aren't reinventing the wheel too with these initiatives. Well that is that is so important and uh, you know the world is a smaller place now and, and 
you know, we just lift the lid on our laptop and we can Skype and we can talk and we can see each other. And, uh, you know, it, it uh, and that really is, is the future. Is, and it's about bringing people together. And that, that's really one of the roles of the World Federation of Chiropractic is that we serve as a, a, an organization that literally does bring people together, whether it's at our education conference or our World Congress or at other meetings that we will facilitate bringing people together and in particular research researchers and having those conversations about research agendas and priorities and you know allocation of tasks and sharing of resources is absolutely so important in the profession today and uh, and speaking of bringing people together uh, the 15th biennial conference is in 2019 and will be in berlin how how is the how is the WFC conference different from other national association conventions? Well, we are we are ever so excited about the uh, uh, about the conference coming to Berlin in in 2019. As you know, we had a uh, an amazingly successful event uh, in Washington uh, last year, 2017, um, and uh, really with over a thousand delegates and a great great mix of uh, uh, of speakers and science and all the other components of chiropractic came together. And chiropractic was, was so well represented right across the board at that event. We're hoping to repeat that success. And we're very confident we're gonna repeat that success in Berlin. Not only is it as a fantastic uh, location right in the heart of Europe that's steeped in history and with so many things to, to do and to visit when you get there. But one of the things that, that really sets the WFC Congress apart is its global nature. I mean, we have delegates there from all corners of the earth. I mentioned earlier, we've got over 90 um, um, national association members. And one of the things we do at each of these congresses is that we kick off with an assembly of members. So representatives of all our, all our member nations come together and we have a, uh, an assembly of members. So that takes place immediately before the conference. Then the conference kicks off on the Wednesday and we have a series of plenary sessions and debates and workshops. It really is, I think, one of the premier scientific meetings in the chiropractic profession today. Uh, if I just tell you that in, uh, in Washington last year, we had over 400 abstracts submitted um, and, uh, and 300 of those became either platform or poster presentations during the research sessions. That really tells you about the investment that the WFC is making in promoting science and promoting research and promoting our researchers uh, and really getting the messages out there because we know that one of the biggest challenges we have, and it goes back to one of your earlier questions, is that uh, knowledge translation is still a problem in, in almost all healthcare professions, but I think in chiropractic because it's close to home. You know, how, the biggest question is how do we communicate and synthesize that knowledge and get it out to clinicians so that they can put it into practice and improve the outcomes that they achieve uh, with their patients. So I think providing that opportunity is one thing that really sets, sets it apart, is that scientific component. But there really is something for everyone at the WFC Congress. And, uh, and people who came to the last, uh, last event in Washington really found that, and our feedback was, was unbelievable. Richard, one of the things that you you mentioned, and you know, among the roles of, of WFC is is working in this, you know, this world that Galen and I are involved in in knowledge translation. Do you see, uh, and and especially for us, we're really trying to promote and help people get get uh, getting guidelines into 
into into use. Do you see a way that we could uh, really facilitate getting more international use of guidelines? And where do you think guidelines could fit in? You know, do they does use of guidelines really enhance the the reputation of the profession internationally? Well, I think I think the production of of, of guidelines is incredibly important. Um, you know, guidelines are a synthesis of best available evidence, the best that we know about a particular issue in the day. So, you know, when if we're looking at uh, credibility, if we're looking at uh, really being part of the, the spine care family, then it goes without saying that we have to commit ourselves to evidence-based practice. We have to commit ourselves to recognizing that guidelines have a part to play. We have, a, we have to recognize that we need to get those guidelines out to practicing chiropractors so they can see the value. And that is one of the biggest challenges that we face is actually changing mindsets, changing practice. Because, you know, all of us who are in practice, who've been in practice, will understand that we become very comfortable with the things that we do on a day-to-day basis. You know, we we think we know what works really well with our patients and we incorporate um, evidence into that. But but sometimes we'll see a guideline and sometimes we think, yeah, I'm not so sure whether I can make that part of my practice. But, you know, that should not stop us from making sure that we are sending a very clear message as to, look, these are what the guidelines show. This is what the best evidence that we have at the current time seem to tell us. Are there elements of this that you could possibly integrate into your practice that may have a positive outcome on your on your patients? Whether it's the implementation of, of new evidence around exercise or mobility or lifestyle or any other measures. You know, it's not just about changing the way we adjust a patient. Of course it's not. But, uh, you know, I think there is a huge role to play for international organizations to come together. And it's one of the things that we are currently having conversations around at the WFC is the whole area of knowledge translation, how we can work with our research council. And we're very blessed to have uh, seven of the, the, the world's leading chiropractic researchers, chaired, of course, by our uh, Canada's own uh, Greg Korchuk. And so, uh, you know, we have that talent and we have the skill and expertise and experience. What we need to do is really think about how we can roll that out, benefit you know, the most chiropractors to really implement those those practical changes to their practice that are going to optimize the outcomes. That's wonderful. And, and unfortunately, uh, I feel like we talk for, for hours here. Uh, we're going to have to wrap up our conversation today. Um, and but but first off, I'd like to thank you for your time, Richard. Uh, we're really happy to have you with us today. You have quite the busy schedule ahead of you. Uh, lots of flights to different countries. It sounds like um, for for our listeners, it's this this is the time of the show where we will ask you for, to, for a favor. Uh, for today's show, we'd like you to to try downloading the CCGI web page onto your phone for quick and easy access. Uh, visit our YouTube channel for a brief tutorial on how to do this. Yeah, and I'd I'd like to echo and echo that and thank uh, Dr. Brown for joining us today, um, and we'll look forward to seeing you in Calgary at the at the national convention. And thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. And we're looking really forward to bringing you our next guest in a couple of weeks. Bye for now. <laughs>